Hi, I'm Jill Schlesinger, host of the Better Off Podcast. Today on our Thanksgiving special, we've got Dave Isay. He is the founder and president of StoryCorps. What StoryCorps is about is kind of shaking you on the shoulder, reminding you what's important, and also, I think, giving you hope. Like everything about StoryCorps, I I like to think it increases hope and decreases fear, which is what we kind of need. Welcome to the Better Off Podcast. I'm Jill Schlesinger, and we are sponsored by Betterment, the largest independent online financial advisor. So we are dropping this on Thanksgiving Day. I don't know when you're going to listen to it. Maybe you're going to listen to it at some point in your travels or over the weekend. This show has nothing to do with money. Okay? This particular episode. We are so happy to introduce you to a really unique individual. His name is Dave Isay, and he is the founder and president of StoryCorps. Now, StoryCorps is kind of this cool organization. They've spent the nearly 15 years traveling the country, recording interviews with people just like you. Every conversation is between two people who know each other. There's no journalist conducting the interview. And at StoryCorps, people speak about the things that matter most, falling in love, regrets, their proudest moments. And these conversations are recorded and archived at the American Folklife Center at the Library of Congress. So I think for Thanksgiving, it's really important for us to share with you the people who we are so thankful for, people who are actually doing the good work and really trying to bring this country closer together. And so Please enjoy and then go check out StoryCorps, our interview with Dave Isay, the founder and the president of StoryCorps. You're listening to Better Off with Jill Schlesinger. Dave Isay, welcome to Better Off. Hey, first time on the pod. It's what an honor. I'm happy to be here. Dave, you are the founder. (laughs) And I love how you're hugging the mic. I know. Uh, (laughs) You are the founder and president of StoryCorps, and I am on the board of StoryCorps. So this is sort of like having your brother on the podcast. No, it's me speaking to my boss. Yes, I love that. (laughs) That's a good point. You can can hire and fire me. Dave, what does StoryCorps (laughs) do? Well, StoryCorps has been around for 14 years, almost exactly 14 years. It's a real simple idea. We started in Grand Central Terminal. You bring uh, someone who you love to this booth, a parent, grandparent, friend. You're met by a facilitator who works for StoryCorps. You go inside this booth, which is this kind of sacred space, a little sound booth, not that different than this, but smaller. And you sit with your grandmother with a facilitator in the corner for 40 minutes, and you ask questions. I had been a radio producer for years before starting StoryCorps and knew what you know, that the microphone gives you the license to talk about things you don't normally get to talk about. Um, So people think of it as if I had 40 minutes, what would I say to this person who means so much to me? It's a way to kind of sum up your life in 40 minutes if if that's possible. At the end of the 40 minutes, you get a a copy. Another stays with us and goes to the Library of Congress so your great, 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 great grandkids can get to know your grandmother through her voice and story. So it's about um, listening to others, about recognizing the grace and the poetry and the beauty and stories we find all around us um, and telling people they matter and won't be forgotten. Started out as a crazy idea. I had all kinds of fears that people would, you know, Jerry Springer, kill each other in the booth. And and we've now had about half a million people participate. It's the largest collection of human voices ever gathered by far. And we're just getting started. As of a couple of years ago, you've now made it easier for people who want to record interviews that don't have a, access to a booth. Can you talk a little bit about what the app is all about? Sure. So two and a half years ago, 
we uh, launched an app that makes it possible to do StoryCorps anytime, anyplace on your mobile device and with one tap uploaded to the Library of Congress. So that really kind of opened it up for us. You started this 14 years ago. Why? What happened? Tell the story of StoryCorps. I, I started for a bunch of reasons. I mean, one is that, as I said, I used to make documentary radio programs. I saw when I interviewed guys who were serving life without the possibility of parole or on death row that getting the chance to talk about not just their crime, but who their parents were, how they grew up, who their kids are, what their dreams are for, were for, for their kids was important and sometimes transformative in their lives. And I did this for decades, ran around doing interviews, a lot of times in, with you know people who were in kind of like hidden places. And I saw how important it was to be, to, for people to be listened to. So I kind of took documentary and turned it on its head because documentary traditionally is about you do a bunch of interviews, whether it's film or print or whatever, and then you create this work of art or education or whatever it is. And a lot of people see it or read it or hear it, and that's the purpose of it. But with StoryCorps, the idea was to take that and turn it on its head and say that the final product actually doesn't matter. We want to give the whole country the chance to be listened to. You know, it's just these are the stories that are interesting to me. They're, they're the ones that that speak to me that I care about. And, you know, it's actually the shyest people who do the best in StoryCorps. And sometimes they're the ones you have to pull out by their ears at the end of 40 minutes because they don't want to leave. Are you surprised at the ability of two human voices to be so effective in translating just humanity? I, I was surprised at the beginning. You know, when I did radio documentaries, I thought that there was something magic about, like, me being doing the interview. And then from the very beginning of StoryCorps, it turned out I had absolutely nothing to do with what was going on in the radio documentaries. Anybody's capable of having these conversations um, and asking these questions. Like, we all have it in us. I think that I'm surprised by how fast um, people... Well, people want to talk about important things more than than what happens in the booth. I'm surprised at how willing people are for it to be made public. When you come to StoryCorps, we're a public service in every imaginable way. At the end of the interview, you can sign a release or not sign a release for it to go to the Library of Congress. And I thought that we would have a compliance rate of 60, 70, 80 percent. And it's 99.9 percent. Everybody signs a release and very intimate things happen in the booth. Can you and, search through the Library of Congress right now uh, based on the audio interviews yeah, that exist? you can, but you have to go to the Library of Congress. What we're doing, as you know, as a board member, because it's all top secret, is that <laughs> over the coming months, we'll be making taking the archive and making it public on the web. Um, but we want to, especially for people who sign these releases before the web was what it is today, we want to make sure they have full informed consent. So we're being very deliberate and careful with people to make sure they understand what it means for their full interview to be accessible. You've done a number of specialty series in mm -hmm. in essence uh, military families uh, you've done the 9/11 you've done LGBTQ what's important today in this divided nation of ours what is what is the StoryCorps mission and why is it so important right now you know, StoryCorps is a long game project. It's about history. It's about character. What StoryCorps is about is kind of shaking you on the shoulder and telling you, reminding you what's important. And also, I think, giving you hope. Like everything about StoryCorps, I, I like to think, 
it increases hope and decreases fear, which is what we kind of need now. So what, what we're doing now is um, we're starting something called One Small Step. We've had half a million people across the country who love each other do StoryCorps interviews. And we've been experimenting for the last six months about what happens when you put people who disagree politically in a booth together, people who know each other and also strangers. And the the results are kind of astonishing. Um, and I think what's, what's happening, and this is people come to StoryCorps to have these conversations, not to talk about politics, just to get to know each other as human beings. And obviously that's a big, you know, I think part of the issue of what's going on in the country, this tribalism is that, you know, there's a quote that you've heard me say before, it's impossible not to love someone whose story you've heard. And we don't have interaction. We don't know each other anymore. So the idea is to get people to come in and get to know each other as human beings and StoryCorps. And what we're finding is it's kind of the opposite. It, it brings out the opposite impulse of Twitter, right? If Twitter unleashes you to be the biggest jerk you can possibly be, StoryCorps, because you know you're speaking to your great-great-grandchildren, kind of forces you to bring your best angels into a conversation. So I want to give uh, everyone listening just a quick example of that. We have one of uh, the StoryCorps stories about a grandchild and a grandfather. Kind of cool. Uh, this woman's name is Kara. She's the youngest of 10 grandchildren, and she was able to actually interview her grandfather before he passed away. Hi, my name is Kara Masteller, and I interviewed my grandfather in my 1994 Buick. How did you know that grandma was the one? Well, she was a good looker. <laughs> <laughs> we fit together. We were a good pair. I never my grandma... Everyone referred to her as like a spicy meatball. She swore a lot, but she looked so innocent that no one ever expected her to say the things that she said. Were you nervous to propose to her? No. We had something to say, we said it. Like you. <laughs> <laughs> what are your keys to a happy marriage? If something happened, just say I'm sorry and get it over with. <laughs> There's no reason to carry on. I just say I'm sorry I love you. And that was the whole story. <laughs> <laughs> I was really surprised by my grandpa saying sorry. I've never heard him say sorry. How would you like to be remembered? Remember? <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to be remembered as like a real tough guy or? Yeah, I was a pretty soft guy. When you was, intimidated when me when I was little. <laughs> I did. Yeah, <laughs> you did. Are you happy about the life you've lived? Oh, yeah. It wasn't the easiest life back in them days, Mother died when I was four, and it was a tough life. He tells one story about how he was eight or nine, and he was ice skating on the river, and he fell through. He didn't have hot water wherever he was living with his dad, so he broke into the school and just took a hot shower in the school. I think that says a lot about his childhood, that there was really no one there to help him get out of the water or keep him warm. Last April, he was diagnosed with Alzheimer's, and I had never heard him say much about it. What do you think about Alzheimer's? Not much you can do. I even can't remember some names now myself. <laughs> no, maybe I have got it. I don't know. And when he said, I, I don't know what it would be like to have it, that was difficult for me. So then I had to ask a follow-up just out of, I don't know, self-preservation because <laughs> I thought I was going to cry. As people age, do you have any advice for them about getting older? It's coming. <laughs> don't fight it. Just roll with it. I mean, real life. Live it. It's wonderful. <laughs> Thank you, Grandpa. After the interview, my grandpa and I talked a lot more. The last thing he said before we <laughs> before we got out of the car was, 
Let's give them hell, kiddo. So that is the quintessential essence of StoryCorps. Two people talking to each other, revealing themselves, maybe in a familiar way, but maybe new information comes up as well. This is Better Off with Jill Schlesinger. We'll get back to our interview with StoryCorps founder Dave Isay in a moment. Uh, Just want to give you the heads up. I know it's Thanksgiving weekend. You're probably not thinking about your money, but you may start to think about your charitable giving. This is a perfect time to look to see whether you have money in a taxable account, whether you have investments that could be ripe for making donations of highly appreciated securities. On Tuesday, go to our sponsor's website, Betterment.com, and you will learn how you might be able to give highly appreciated securities more seamlessly, indicate the amount and the charity, and Betterment does the rest. Betterment even shows customers their estimated tax savings from the donation. Just go to Betterment.com and you can learn more about how you can donate shares to various charities. That's Betterment.com. And now back to our interview with StoryCorps' Dave Isay. Dave, the getting people who are on opposite ends of the universe sitting in a room, tell me what that's like for you. Well, we're just learning about it. But the truth is is that um, none of us are really at opposite ends of the universe, right? That's what um, we're failing to understand. We're just talking about people who voted for different candidates for president. I mean, okay, all of us me, care wait. about the same. Yes and yeah, no. Hold yeah. on a second. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> to call you on this. So, uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I go on CBS and I'm talking about the tax plan. And Mark will tell you, I got bombed on Twitter. I mean, the amount of vitriolic yeah. nastiness that right. got pushed into my universe. Yeah. It's horrible. Yep. I was not giving an opinion. I was giving, you know, it was not like a subjective analysis. I was just saying like, these are the numbers. This is what's happening. And I got just absolutely raked over the coals. And it made me feel like I wanted to crawl into a hole. I literally said to him, like, I'm never going on Twitter. I don't want to look at that. I don't want to touch that. And I hate those people. Right. How can I not hate those people? They're so mean. mean. I know. Uh, When I I went on a little radio show to explain, to try and get the first volunteers to work on this thing, one of the emails that came into the box of people who were volunteering said, I love the show. And in the body of the email was the same thing. It was directed to me and it called me um, every name in the book, which I actually can't say, um, and a snowflake and everything else. And I was and I felt the same way. Right. I was on a plane when I read it. But then I just said, this is one small step. So what are we going to do? So I emailed the guy and I said, I want to do a StoryCorps interview with you. And he emailed me back. Ten seconds later on the plane, I was shocked and said, yeah, I'm happy to do it and I want to take you to dinner. And uh, and we met a month ago and we did uh, we did an interview with each other. You know, he's a, he's a perfectly decent guy. I mean, so the person who forwarded me that email, of course, wrote F this guy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he's just he for, first of all, he apologized. And, you know, and he explained what happened. And it's just like this is the world we're living in, Jill. You know, he was driving in a car and he was going on the radio and he came across me talking about one small step. I actually, because he responded so quickly with an email that was nice, I thought that maybe he was either drunk or high or someone had taken his account, but it was him. He said he was just at a at a stoplight, heard this thing, and he dictated into his phone and hit send. 
this is why I think that the situation we're in this country is is incredibly dangerous. And the kind of the feeling that you had that crawl under the desk feeling, I think it's a wheel that's spinning faster and faster. And th- that's why we're you know trying what we're trying with one small step to try and pump the brakes on the you know the tears in this country. I want to shift gears for a second and talk about the uh, great Thanksgiving listen, if you would not mind. I have a big smile when I talk about that because I think it's just like the most fun thing because, well, listen, I grew up, so, you know, it always sort of depends on the family you grew up in, you know, and and in my family, there's like a lot of storytelling at the table. There's a lot of characters. You know that my great regret is that we never got my father in the booth, although I'm going to get my mother-in-law, the 94-year-old in the booth before long. Hurry up. Yeah. Talk about what the Great Thanksgiving Listen is all about and why you think this is important. Sure. So as as we were talking about a little while ago, StoryCorps has an app now, which makes it possible for all of us to record a story anyplace. And our, our first attempt to see if we could scale StoryCorps was this Great Thanksgiving Listen idea. And essentially, it's this. We... Um, Ask teachers. So attention teachers or people, if you know a teacher, please let them know about this. We asked U.S. history teachers in particular, social studies teachers, high school, to assign their students over Thanksgiving weekend to take an hour on the StoryCorps app and to record Honor an Elder with an interview. And on the app, it walks you through the entire process. We have all kinds of materials for teachers as well. Typical kind of great questions that people ask are, you know, who's been kindest to you in your life? What are the most important lessons you've learned? How do you want to be remembered? It's really an incredible experience. And then on after you're done the interview, you tap a button and it goes to the Library of Congress. So we started this two years ago. And uh, you were on the board. I think you probably remember we it was an exp- we had the idea just uh, two months I think before Thanksgiving. We um, did a lot of press and tried to get people to do this. And on Thanksgiving Day of uh, the first Great Thanksgiving Listen, we saw nothing happen. <laughs> <laughs> You're and like waiting on, and waiting yeah. and waiting. And then on Friday, we saw nothing happen. And on Saturday, we saw nothing happen. And I went on uh, radio shows and did print interviews saying, you know, this failed, but, you know, this is so important, we're going to keep trying. And then on Sunday evening, I got a text from a colleague saying, you better look at what's happening on the app. And we had 50,000 interviews come in in one night, which is as many as we'd had in the first 10 years of StoryCorps. And I am an old dad and had forgotten, didn't connect to the fact that kids wait until Sunday night to do their homework. So that was the mystery of year one. This will be year three, you know, especially at this moment in the the country when we are so disconnected and, and we're surrounded by so much white noise. You know, I hope people will take an hour just to help remember and help our kids remember people who are living honorable lives. So please reach out. Our The, the website is thegreatlisten.org for teachers to sign up. You don't have to be a student. You can do it yourself. You can have your kids do it. But on Thanksgiving weekend, let's make a national effort to record a generation and honor them, say thank you, and remind us all, you know, what it, what it really means to be an American. You know, I never met your kids. I met yeah. your wife, but I haven't met your kids. Yeah. What haven't you told your kids yet that you need to tell them? Well, there's a lot I haven't told. Well, I try to tell them. So I have a six and a nine-year-old. And uh, so now you're turning this into a StoryCorps interview, mm-hmm. right? Well, I mean, the most, you know, they I think they know that they're the most important of all, you know, which is the important thing to tell people um, and the truth. But, uh, you know, I think that the the they don't have to listen to my voice to, hear, to understand what it is I want them to know, because really the archive of StoryCorps tells that. I mean, we're collecting the wisdom of humanity and, and you know... There's nothing surprising in it. It's to be, you know, to to live an honest life and be kind to other people. 
and uh, find what it is you're meant to do and don't waste time, you know, and all they, they can they can hear what I have to tell them by listening to these other voices as well. I like listening to your voice. What's the one question you want to ask me, Dave, I say, <laughs> oh, as your gosh. board member? No, as your friend. <laughs> uh, what don't you know about me? Let's go. I, well, the, I, there's a lot of things I don't know about you. Uh, <laughs> the nodding over here. Well, why don't I ask you that's the standard story court question, but you have to be serious. I'm serious. Okay. So uh, a couple questions. Who's been kindest to you in your life? My sister. Can you tell me? Uh, my sister is three and a half years older than I am. I was the uh, very good athlete in the family, and I got a ton of attention, most of the attention of my father, and she really didn't get a lot of it at all from him. Yeah. And She's your only sibling? My only sibling. Okay. The closest ever. And, I mean, from the earliest possible age, what's fascinating is, you know, you would think two girls that she would hate me for that. Yeah. She was my biggest cheerleader. Wow. Never in a million years would I ever thought anyone like the number one person forever and ever just like thinks I'm the best. I think she's the best. We talk every day multiple times a day. In fact, we talk about I haven't done it. You know I've never been in the booth before, but I want to go in. That's not I'm, you're not well you're about to be fired as a board member. I know, right? Um <laughs> and I'm going to go in with her. Well, you better. Yeah, cuz she is the one. If um something happened to you. Mhm. And then, and you didn't get a chance to go into the booth. And you, is there anything that you haven't said to her that you'd want to say to her? You know, uh, remarkably, because you know I can't stop talking. Yeah, you've I think said you know it all. that. Uh, yeah. We okay. are a family. I will say my of my family of origin, where we say a lot to each other, right? Good and bad. Yeah, and uh, and so, but the, it's important, right? It's yeah, like, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's yeah. another thing for the kids, right? Yeah. No regrets. You know, um, there no regrets. was because there are so many regrets in StoryCorps. You know, oh, it's terrible. Yeah. Um, we just had the four-year yard site for my father. My father died four years ago, and my sister and I went to the cemetery that just the two of us. And we went to his headstone, and we were laughing so hard because one of the things we put on his headstone was the man was never boring because yeah. he really was never boring. <laughs> and we were telling the story about him, and this was a great thing. He it was a few months before he died it was like happened to be like a, a like the eye of the hurricane things were okay and we were walking into a restaurant and he turned around and he looks at me and my sister and he goes you know you girls are the best thing i ever did yeah and i turned to my sister and i said ain't that the truth yeah <laughs> <laughs> so there's our family we talk yeah. a lot yeah so that's yeah i mean that's so there, there we had a mini story core interview i had will your sister listen to this sure okay I am so grateful that you're here. I'm so grateful for StoryCorps. I don't know how I got myself, I horned in on this whole StoryCorps thing to get on the board, but thank you for allowing me to serve on your board. Well, we love having you. You're part of the family, and we have a lot of work to do. We do. Young ladies. I know, we will. Buckle buckle your seatbelt. Dave, thank you so much. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks to Dave, I say, go check out StoryCorps and download the app. It's so cool. And interview someone who matters to you. Don't forget, we've got our bonus episode that comes out on Tuesdays and the longer form every single Thursday. You can subscribe via iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. If you have any questions or suggestions, you can find me on Twitter. My handle is at Jill on Money. That's at Jill on Money. Just use the hashtag better off. You can also reach me via email. Ask Jill at betteroffpodcast.com. That's Ask Jill at betteroffpodcast.com. And if you wouldn't mind, please leave us a review or a rating in iTunes. It really will help us out. Better Off is sponsored by Betterment. Our music is composed by Joel Goodman. Mark Delercio produces. 
I'm Jill Schlesinger. See you next week.